Hey everybody, it's Tim. I've got a great podcast for you today. Uh, I went and visited uh, Dave at eBike KC downtown and uh, we talked for about an hour about bikes, about all kinds of different things. And so uh, what you're about to see is that conversation. Uh, if you have any questions or you want to know more about Dave's shop, uh, leave a message down below. You can look up myself or him on Facebook and um, me under Golden Gravel Cycling and him under eBike KC and find out more about his business. Um, I hope you enjoyed this and uh, it was a great conversation and leave a question or Trying to get better at photography, but it's one of those things that you know. I just can't see that. And I'll probably you know, sometimes, end up sometimes. Sometimes you know, there's just some things you just can't really kind of grok. Sometimes I feel like, but it's with me in photography. I'm like, why can't I take better pictures? Why can't I take pictures like my friend Richard, who just seems to be so much better at it than I am? Right. Yeah. No, I I totally get it. I wish I, photography is an art, and it just it is a practice art, and it takes a ton of time. So, okay, cool. Well. Um, well, as you know, I'm Tim, you're Dave. Uh, this is eBike KC uh, here. I'll give you guys a quick uh, spin around of what that actually looks like. So this is his shop. Um, this are, there's some of his bikes here in the window and uh, there's some of the ones he's got set up. There's Dave and his workshop over there. And uh, we're gonna talk about bikes. So let's do that. Dave, you wanna start? Why don't you tell me sure. about how you got started? Well, how I got started uh, in the e-bike business or how I got started building e-bikes, because that's kind of two different stories. Is it? Actually, well, yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> well, e-bikes have been a hobby for me, uh, you know, for almost 10 years now. Um, uh -huh. I got interested in them as um, kind of an alternative to an electric car, which I was also interested in at the time. Right. 10 years ago, there weren't nearly as many electric cars on the market. and. Um, there, but there was a small DIY market just starting to be um, emergent. And um, as uh, something to occupy my time on the weekends, I seriously consider building an electric car. But mm -hmm. um, my wife, who is the more pragmatic one of the two of us, <laughs> said, you know, you're not really a car mechanic. <laughs> and I know that you like to tinker, but maybe you should start with something a little smaller first. So right. she says, well, what about an electric bike? I'm like, well, that's a great idea. And um, so, you know, long story short, uh, the very first electric bike I ever built was for her. Oh, cool. And it turned out great, and she absolutely loved it. And after that, she said I could build whatever I want. So, <laughs> and that's what I did. And I quickly uh, built two more e-bikes after that. And I met a couple of people around town who were also building their own e-bikes. And um, it, it, it became a, a hobby and almost an obsession for me right off, right off the bat. So. And you've been here, you said, about two years at That's this correct. location. And so how long have you been doing building bikes? I've over? been building bikes uh, for clients for four years now. Okay. And um, it started off with, like I said, with friends and family. And then I made a Facebook ad and I cool. put together a, a, a name for the business and um, just kind of through word of mouth put the word out that um, I'm building e-bikes if you're interested in a conversion, if you mm -hmm. want to get um, uh, uh, an e-bike that is comparable to a bike store quality bike yeah. without spending as much money as that, talk to me. I can help you out. Awesome. Cool. 
And um, do you have some examples of like some of the motors and things that you use for, sure. for bike builds? Or? Let's start with the battery because that's right here. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of different kinds of batteries that we can uh, put on your bike. Um, this is actually made in a factory. Uh -huh. um, it comes uh, uh, from China and inside are um, any kind of uh, battery cells that you might be interested in. And if you don't know much about battery cells, we can help you out with that too <laughs> in terms of what cells to pick. Um, but this is a standard size for a bike. It usually weighs between seven and 10 pounds depending on the capacity that's inside of it and the kind of cells that are inside it. And those batteries will generally get you between 20 and 40 miles, again, depending on the kind of cells that are inside of it and the capacity um, that you get. It lasts for anywhere from five to seven years if you follow some general kind of lithium battery maintenance uh, techniques, which right. most people already know anyway from you know <laughs> messing around with their cell phones and other types of batteries. So it's the same battery. It's, yeah, it's just a scaled up version of what's in your phone or your laptop or something like right. that. So um, you, take, you take care of it the same way and it um, operates the same way. The other thing that we have is the, um, this is the same thing, this is an e-bike battery, but we actually make this case for it right here in the workshop. It's made on a 3D printer. And this is for bikes that can't take this size of battery. Some okay. bikes, they just the shape is just not right yeah. for something like this. And in that case, we can make smaller ones, we can make different shapes, mm -hmm. uh, pretty much whatever it takes to get that battery onto that bike. Cool. And you're doing that here on your custom machine. That's right, that's right. This is made on the 3D printer right here right. in the workshop, which right. also helps us with other things too. Okay. But one thing we make is the is the battery box. This is the battery box. Right. So basically it's just some cells, you pack all the cells in there, you mm -hmm. make, make the box over here, mm -hmm. and then you put the whole thing together, and then you bolt it on the bike. That's exactly right. So that's that's the battery, and then so that's that's one half of the of the of the process, and the other half is the motor kit, which I'll show you right yeah. now. This is the kit that we feature most, and probably nine out of ten uh, conversions is done with this motor kit right here. This is uh -huh. the BBS2, yeah, made by a uh, Chinese company called Bafang, probably the number one or number two e-bike company in the world. Uh -huh. This is designed specifically for conversions, right. and um, it puts out a surprisingly large amount of power, over a thousand watts, depending on the type of battery that you put on it wow. at peak at peak power. Yeah. Now you're not going to use a thousand watts most of the time while you're riding the bike, mm -hmm. but it's nice to have that in reserve mm -hmm. uh, for steep hills or for uh, any other situation where you might need a little extra power. And just for an idea, what would be a comfortable cruising speed with a motor like that? With a motor like this, you can cruise anywhere from 18 to 22 miles an hour, depending on 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 your desired speed. Wow. You can obviously cruise slower than that. Uh, faster than that is going to use your battery quite quickly. So yeah. uh, most people don't usually cruise much faster than that, okay. although. There are speed demons out there. <laughs> I'm one of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, so, so yeah, I think you may have mentioned a little bit how, how far does it go. I think you may have mentioned earlier about, about how much distance. How, about what's the pricing range that people can expect for a conversion kit? What's, what are you sure. So, so for, for uh, a standard factory built battery and um, this motor kit, you're looking at about uh, $1,200. Okay. And that includes installation. So that's awesome. everything. You bring the bike to me. I give it back to you complete for that price. Let me talk a little bit about the about the motor first before yeah. I get into the pricing because there right. is a, there is quite a, a, a difference in technologies and you're going to see that in the various price points of um, electric bikes at 
at uh, bike stores. Um, right. Most lower priced electric bikes are going to have what's called a hub motor. Mm -hmm. And that is a motor that's actually built into the wheel, either the mm -hmm. front wheel or the rear wheel. And um, it has its some advantages and disadvantages. The main advantage of it is, is that it's less expensive to manufacture than a kit like this. Mm -hmm. uh, but the main disadvantage of the hub motor is that it's essentially a single speed vehicle. It's only going to spin whatever at whatever uh, voltage the battery you put on it. And right. if that hub motor hits a certain uh, angle of a hill, a certain steepness, it can't go any faster and it can't put out any more power. What's going to happen is it's just going to slow down mm -hmm. and all the power that you're going to put into it is going to start turning into heat instead mm -hmm. of motion. Okay. And if you hit a steep enough hill, you can actually damage your hub motor for, from, from, uh, really? from, the, from the steepness. <laughs> the main advantage of the mid-drive system is uh -huh. that it drives the bike's chains. And you can use the chain to get into the lower gears of your bike. Your bike has several gears already, or at least most bikes do. Right. And they're and 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 they're designed. The, the lower gears are designed for climbing hills. So just like a manual car, you can shift into a lower gear, and with the same amount of power, mm -hmm. you can climb a much much steeper hill than you could with the hub with the hub motor. So because of that. Um, that's why we really recommend the mid-drive motor. And the other thing about the mid-drive motor that is in, in uh, is superior to the hub drive is, mm -hmm. is that it puts all the weight in the middle. Okay. The hub drive is going to make your rear wheel or your front wheel much heavier than it normally is, and you're going to feel that. Uh -huh. And it's also going to make it more difficult to change a flat tire, and all kinds of other issues come up okay. with the hub motor in terms of wiring mm -hmm. and, and general kind of day-to-day -day use with it. Mm -hmm. uh, with the mid-drive, there's much less of that. Okay. Um, this kind of becomes a permanent part of your bike, right? and uh, it's always there, and um, you don't really have to worry about it once it's installed. And if you get a flat tire or any other kind of bike issue, mm -hmm. you just take care of that just like you would a normal bike. There's no special maintenance required with the hub motor conversion. So for those two reasons, that's why we that's why we recommend this this motor for most for most people. And um, and the last reason is that it's a more bicycle-like experience. Yeah. You really feel like your legs are more powerful, whereas a hub motor always is going to feel a little bit like a scooter. Yeah. It just will. It just kind of it feels more like you're being pushed as yes. opposed to you can actually push the pedals. Exactly. Off. Exactly. And just for people who have never seen it before, this is gonna be this is your pedal pedal spindle right here. That's correct. So this is gonna sit right right below your bottom bracket. This is your pedal spindle right here, and your pedal your uh, cranks are gonna hook right into that right there. Sure, sure. Yeah, you can even go take a take a look at where yeah. they are on the on the bikes on the display right over there. So as you can see here, this is the motor that Dave's talking about right here. Here's the crank uh, right here, and this is the pedal spindle. So just the same as what he's got up there. So that's where that's going to live, uh, right next to your uh, right next to your bottom bracket. Thanks for explaining that. <clears throat> okay, what do you want to talk about next? Um, well, uh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Do you, next? Want, to, do you want to cover the cost? Um, sure, sure. So um, you mentioned about twelve hundred. Yeah. So the costs uh, are going to vary, yeah. obviously. I mean, the yeah. motor kit uh, is is not that variable, mm -hmm. um, but the battery is kind of where the the ch difference in cost comes in, and mm -hmm. that's strictly going to determine on, on what kind of range do you want out of your battery. You can get a smaller battery and mm -hmm. save a little weight. Mm -hmm. But your range is going to be less. You can get a large, and when I say larger, I mean larger capacity. I don't really mean physically larger. Right. Although some are a little bit physically sure. larger, but most of them are going to be um, fit somewhere between this size and this size. What is larger? What I showed. Um, there are a few of them that are large that are larger. This, and I can make bigger boxes than this. But most of them are, are physically going to be about this size. In but inside the cells have different capacities, mm -hmm. 
So that's going to be, um, so that will give you more range. Mm -hmm. And those also come at different price points, obviously. Right. So um, right. that's going to be the main driver of the cost. And the other driver of the cost is, is that many times when you do a conversion, there's many upgrades that you want to do to your bike. Right. Um, it might need new brake pads or new tires, new consumables, things like that. And that's mm -hmm. also going to add to the cost. So, so each one is different, but a ballpark figure um, is about $1,200 for the motor kit, mm -hmm. a standard battery, plus the installation. And how does that compare? You mentioned earlier that, that it provides you, you can get the same performance for what you might pay for retail. That's, yes, yes. In fact, you get almost better performance right. out of these conversions because you can fine tune how much power they put out, whereas okay. many uh, 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 bike store bikes are locked. From yeah. that point of view, you, you really can't kind of tinker with them too much, whereas with these kits, you most certainly can. Mm -hmm. And um, the other thing is, is that a bike store bike, to get a mid-drive kit and a, uh, a battery mounted in the middle like this, is probably going to cost you north of $2,000, and that's if you're, you can find a deal. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like a really be, good deal. <laughs> yeah, if you, can, if you find that, jump on it, because that is a good deal. Uh, most of them are going to be north of $3,000 yeah. for the mid-drive and uh, the mid-mounted battery. So that's kind of where the savings comes in. Yeah. Now I cannot beat the price on a hub motor uh, bike right. that comes from a Chinese factory. You know what, those cost what they cost and, and, mm -hmm. and I can't really compete with that. But if you're looking for um, um, the best technology, mm -hmm. the conversion is still gonna be a really good bang for your buck. Because you're, you're giving a really high performing bike for a more reasonable price. That's really what you're targeting is a high performing bike at a more reasonable that's price. Exactly, that's exactly right. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, cool. and, 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 and hub motors are fine and lots of people like to ride them, but it's my personal preference that the mid drive is better. Mm -hmm. and, I, uh, and that's what I like to build here at the workshops. Cool. Okay. So, um, what kind of bikes have you built on? Everything that you can think of. <laughs> Name one, and I've probably done it. I've yeah. done trikes, I've done tandems, I've yeah. done mountain bikes, I've done hybrids, I've done really skinny, lightweight road bikes. Really? So, yeah, uh, as long as it has handbrakes and a freewheel in the back and is in generally good mechanical condition, there's a good chance it can be converted. And converted. Now, that being said, the better bike you start with, the better e bike you end up with. Right. So, um, Keep that in mind when looking for a donor bike for a conversion would be my advice. Okay, cool. I saw the one, you posted a picture, I think on Facebook of a trike, or I don't know if it was a trike or if it was just a recumbent, but you posted a- uh, Well, I've done those too, recumbents yeah. as well, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we just did a really nice Baqueta recumbent that turned out fantastic and yeah. the owner loved it. And uh, we just, we also recently did a, a fat tire trike for a client down in uh, Northwest Arkansas who wanted to use it huh. on their property just to kind of go off-roading and things, and, but they were not able to ride a two-wheeler, so we did a, we did a trike for them. Okay. We were very pleased with that. Um, and you mentioned um, that uh, it can be useful for people who have disabilities. Um, can, you, can you go into that? Well, uh, if that can or can't work as far as you know like what trikes and that kind of thing or yeah absolutely and in fact a, a, a lot of the people who contact me are contacting me because they used to be um avid cyclists uh -huh. and for whatever reason either health reasons or disabilities or just aging you know they just can't get into the saddle like they used to mm -hmm. and this technology helps them mm -hmm. uh, i can give you one example um uh, uh woman who is a friend of my family's, um, had a bike and she had, a, 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 I believe, a, a neuropathic disorder 
and she's currently being treated for it. Mm -hmm. um, but what happened was is that she lost a lot of strength in her legs. She, she was really having trouble walking. She had to wear braces almost all of the time. And um, she was, uh, her stability was, was not what it used to be. Mm -hmm. and, but she still really wanted to ride her bike. So she put these, what I call adult training wheels on her bike so mm -hmm. that she wouldn't fall over when she was getting started. Right. Well, I don't know if you've ever ridden a bike with one of these things on them, but, but you can't really ride a bike. You can't turn. You have to slow down and go, yeah. you know, it's not very much fun. And mm -hmm. she wasn't having very much fun on her bike. So we put a kit on and a battery on, and she was a little nervous at first. In fact, she put, she kept the wheels on for the first ride, but by the end of the, by the, end of the day, the wheels were off, and she was riding on two wheels again. And she has since put over 500 miles on her bike <laughs> and goes out every single chance she gets and has actually gotten quite a bit stronger really? from the e-kit. Yes, yeah, exactly. because she can kind of pedal with it. Mm -hmm. The, the motor is keeping her enough speed to get up to where she can And it wasn't that she couldn't pedal, it's that she couldn't get started because right. she didn't have the stability or the balance anymore. And right. with the e-kit, e um, with that little juice to get you started, mm -hmm. it took care of all the problems she was having. Get you off that initial kind of uncomfortable right, right which is where a lot of people who are not you know cyclists have problems riding their bike it's right. getting started from a from a dead stop at a stop sign or something like that mm -hmm. especially if there's traffic it can be very nerve-wracking it can be uh it can cause a lot of anxiety yeah but with the e-kit you know all that kind of goes away because you can just scoot right through that intersection yeah. if you need to especially like a situation out here where you have a steep hill and you have to stop going up a hill indeed i mean even indeed. in my best of circumstances yes yeah. it's hard <laughs> it gets it's me hard. terrified yeah, it is yeah, absolutely <laughs> and it gives you a lot more confidence on the road uh -huh. for everybody not just you know yeah so what's some other uh, app? You mentioned the guy that's using it for his uh, for for traveling around his uh, his his property. Mm -hmm. What are some other applications other than just road riding? Uh, sure, like uh, 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 RVers they love them. Really, the campsite are full of e-bikes now. In really? fact, everybody's buying them, and I get a lot of uh, of, of interest from from because uh, it, what it does is it, it saves you for having to tow that little car. Oh yeah, you see sense. a lot of you see a lot of big RVs towing little cars because yeah. once they get there, they still got to get around where they are. Yeah, and you don't want to haul that giant RV everywhere. Right, you exactly. Right. So they bring a little car with them sometimes, but right. now you don't even have to do that. If you have the e-bike, I mean, anything within ten to fifteen miles is is, is available, even That's if clever. you don't, even if you're not a cyclist. You yeah, know, you can just take the bike. Um, hunters. Hunters love them. Mm -hmm. um, they can get out to where they need to be without making a lot of noise, which okay. is a big, big deal for them. Because the motor is um, relatively silent. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, other applications. Uh, I just did a bike for a security force at a shopping center. Really? Where they are going to use it to patrol the parking lots in the various campus, that because uh, it's a fairly large campus. Uh -huh. and they usually use their cars for patrols, and this is gonna be uh, a supplement to their patrols. They get them out, out of the car, save some gas, save some wear and tear on their cars, get them a little closer to the people that they serve, and it's something fun for them to do, too. So that, that's been a big hit. Makes sense. Um, and uh, uh, it's just another application for, for the technology. Yeah, because if you're out on a bike, you know, you're more in contact with the people that you're interacting with. You know, if you're in a car, you're kind of exactly. you know, contained and walled, literally walled off from right. other people. But if you're on a bike, you can interact with people, you right. can connect, talk to people. That's, that's cool. That's really neat. Um, <clears throat> let's see. So let me think of some questions that I had. Um, have you heard anything about um, competitive e-bike racing? Has that become a thing yet? <laughs> uh, you know, no, I have not heard anything specific about competitive e-bike racing. 
but I would love to be there and, you know, even possibly sponsor somebody if there was such a thing, because I think that's fantastic. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like a blast to me. Yeah. So it sounds a way to injure myself, but it sounds like a lot of fun in the meantime. Well, I'd, I would think they would have to have some sort of rules, much like stock car racing. So, right. you know, you don't have somebody show up with a 300 volt battery and just, <laughs> just pull it all the way or something like that. Out. Yeah, right, right. I'm sure there's some, some electrical engineers out there who could probably do some pretty neat stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with your experience with motors and bikes and stuff like that, where do you see all this going in the next five or 10 years? Where do you think? Well, I think it's just going to grow. I mean, you know, three years ago, I was the only e-bike out there that I, I would see. Uh -huh. Two years ago, I'd see one every couple of months. Last year, it was one in 10. Yeah. This year, it's one in two. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. I mean, more and more people are discovering that uh, it's a way to ride a bike mm -hmm. without having to stress about riding a bike right and everybody loves to ride a bike so why not do it yeah well i i mean going just going out to the trails here locally like rock island or little blue or um um the uh tomahawk trail over in kansas mm -hmm. like i can't go out on trail without seeing an electric bike yeah like, yeah they're everywhere now they're everywhere we everywhere. were out on rock island just uh, about six weeks ago and and yeah like i said every mm -hmm. other bike i've turned my head like e-bike E-bike. E-bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Um, let's see. Anything else you want to talk about? I'm trying to see if I've got anything else on our list for conversations. Um, we could talk a little bit about uh, timing if you want in terms of you know how long it takes. Yeah, sure. That's um, great. <clears throat> we could talk about... Uh, um, Well, let's just talk about, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that and I'll see if I can think of something else. Cool. So, um, timing. Um, right now, I have a few parts in stock, but I generally don't have a lot of parts in stock. So, mm -hmm. um, and since everybody kind of wants something different, mm -hmm. I generally have to order them. Um, but the good news is it doesn't really take that long, mm -hmm. usually three to four weeks maximum. Okay. So, um, from the time you decide what you want to the time I can deliver the bike back to you as a completed e-bike is generally about four weeks. Okay. All right, and most of that is just lead time waiting. For most parts. of that is, yeah, okay. yeah. If if I have everything in stock, it actually only takes a couple of days. Okay, how long? How much actual work and effort time is involved in the actual breaking the bike down, taking everything apart, putting it back together again, and building the whole thing? That's obviously going to vary from right. from bike to bike, but a ballpark figure is about four to six hours. Four to six hours from uh, beginning to end. Yeah. And how long does it take for your uh, for your three um, D printer to put you together one of these? Uh, Bike boxes. Is that an overnight this is job? Twenty six hours. On the <laughs> I wondered if it wasn't like a day. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you don't have to sit and watch it or anything. Well, yeah, you just <laughs> press it overnight and come back. Come back the next day. Cross your fingers, nothing goes wrong, which has happened. <laughs> yeah. So are you pretty well standardized those now on how those work? Yeah, yeah. In fact, um, there was one over there that, that I did a few years ago. I've kind of moved away from that concept, and um, this okay. is pretty much how I do them all now, where they'll sit up on the on the uh, seat tube like this and rest down on. Um, whatever uh, kind of curve is on the bike. This is this one is kind of specific for a, a step through bike. Okay. And then oh, um, I see what you're saying. So you've got you've got your uh, you've got this would be for your down tube right here. So actually, this is, this is for the seat tube. It's oh, gonna is sit, it really? It's going to sit right back. Like here's your seat. Oh, it's going to sit right back here, and then it's okay. going to sit on the on the down tube right yeah. over there. You can see it on that bike right over there. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, I got you. I, I see what you're saying. Okay. Cool. 
And so basically, then you bolt it into, and you mentioned earlier that sometimes well, no, you it's, not it it's not bolted. It's not bolted on. It's just it's only strapped on. Okay. And it actually, because of the grooves, if you if you look here, there's a groove here uh -huh. and a groove here in two dimensions. It actually kind of locks itself in place I gotcha. when it sits down there. Yeah. And the straps just keep it from flying off. Really? Yeah. That's all that's, the straps do. That's cool. So basically, the just the the its weight it's weight pushing against holds the, it down. Yeah. Yeah, but holds it down. Yeah. Huh. That's clever. And it's nice because if you're putting this at the very bottom, with this at the very bottom, all your addition of the weight is really low on the bike. You don't so even notice it when you're riding. I yeah. bet. Yeah. 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 It just it just feels like a slightly heavier bike. That's it. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, Dave, um, I think that's all I've got. And that'll give us, I mean, how many, what do we got? 20 minutes? Yeah, about 20 minutes, 25 minutes of time. That's that's probably about perfect. Great. Um, and we can talk about anything else. If you've got something, if not, we can call it a Um I think that's everything. Um, so we talked about the bikes, talked about the timing, we talked about the cost. Um, you're gonna go like over like location and all that. Like yeah, I'll cover all location that. Um, if you want, you can tell some trail stories. If you want to just tell some fun trail stories, some stuff you've done on the trails with your bikes and things like that. Uh, I find that stuff interesting. I think. Yeah, I you know, the, I have a, I, I well, uh, I have a, a couple of e-bike buddies, and we like to kind of ride around all over Kansas City and take yeah. pictures of our e-bikes, okay. various uh, uh, city landmarks at the back. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of lame, but it's kind of fun. fun. Yeah, and and mm -hmm. I try to post them on Facebook every once in a while. Uh -huh. And um, and this summer we, I actually took the e-bike to the top of Monarch Pass, which I would have never been able to do on a regular bike. Right. Yeah. Um, now I didn't start at the bottom. <laughs> I started about three quarters of the way up. Okay, but we did ride the fire trails all the way to the to the pass, and uh -huh. I got some pictures at the top of the mountain. And that was a lot of fun too. And where's that at? That's in Colorado, that's right it? outside of Salida, Colorado. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that'd be a fun place to take an e-bike with all those hills and mountains and stuff. Oh, Colorado's the best, and and you know there's just there's just miles and miles and miles of fire roads that go up on all around the yeah. mountains, and there's nobody out there, and you can just yeah, it's great. Yeah, we had a, we had, we had a lot of fun. Take your use your motor to get you up the top of the hill, and then just cruise your way down. Yep, yep, exactly. Just do that every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, Dave, thanks so much for your time. It's my pleasure. All right.